right. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show, the podcast, episode 100. That's right, episode 100. Uh, we miscounted a couple weeks ago. We thought episode 100 would have been the last one you listened to, but we corrected the error pretty quickly. Uh, this is episode 100, and because it is such a special occasion, our very good friend Scan is back for round two, the first ever two-time guest of the show, the podcast. Welcome back. The two-time, baby. That's right, the two-time. <laughs> The only person at the top of the chart. Um, first, just to get it out of the way, obvious thank you guys for listening and helping us get to episode 100. Um, started as a pandemic project. You guys have heard me say this a million times. Never in my wildest imaginations could I have thought that I'd make 100 of these. Um, and we're still climbing. We're still growing. I appreciate all the support along the way. I appreciate people like Scan who give their very good time, very valuable time to... Uh, I don't know, shoot the breeze with me about some stuff that's bothering us. And <laughs> oh boy, are we talking about some stuff that's bothering us today. Um, we're going to talk about hitting, guys. Uh, largely largely hitting. It'll be mostly just the game itself and the state of the game. Uh, a couple months back, I had a state of the game episode where I just kind of ranted a little bit. Nice when you could do it in a back and forth setting. So that's what we're going to be yep. doing. Um, I did want to start first, though, Scan. Along these you know, similar lines, you've, you've kind of taken it upon yourself to become the truth seeker of the MLB show community. If that <laughs> makes sense, you're, you're going mm -hmm. deep into the weeds and you're doing some really interesting editing and comparisons to just kind of either debunk. It's like Mythbusters, you're Mythbusters, but scan. So <laughs> yep. debunking or proving some things. So how, how did that interest come about for you? And how did you figure out how to do some of this stuff? Um, I don't know what it was, but I was, I just, you know, as someone who is always enjoyed like content and all that, I have some like creative ideas, like sprinkle in my head when I'm, you know, like creating things. And, um, last year just, um, just out of the blue, I was like, Hey, why don't we, we look at swing timing. And I think it actually started because, uh, movie, you guys know, movie gaming TV, he made a video last year doing a very initial study on swing timing and like looking at the frames and how many frames it took for a pitch to go into the zone. And I think I wanted to start off by like doing my own test of it, by like expanding on it. And ever since I did that one video, I, like I learned I enjoyed doing that mm -hmm. and studying the game because as someone who plays the game all the time, there's a lot of things in question with MLB the show, like how do certain things work? We don't get many dev streams explaining stuff. No, the last we time not. we had things were years ago on yeah. some of these topics. Like we, ne we never have quirks explained. We just kind of got to guess oh, what exactly they that, do. Because on this bullet point list, where is it? Quirks <laughs> right here. Quirks yep. are explained. So we're going to yep. talk about that. Yep. Quirks and certain attributes and, you know, how the in-game mechanics work. Some of the things, you know, they might not explain because it's just like a, like a very difficult thing to explain. Like, um, but some things I think are worth learning and understanding about the game. And, um, I don't, no one's really gone out there and really tried to learn how these things work. We kind of just been guessing how things work in the game the last like three years I've been in the community. So trying to find some answers. Last, I, I'm the last person who needs to gas scan up, but the last time scan was on, I did back in, and I went back to see you were on the week that 21 dropped. So that oh my was, God, yeah. we are halfway through the 22, roughly halfway through the 22 cycle, probably more of like a third ish of the way when you consider it, it's a calendar mm -hmm. year. But since then, I mean, 
I don't know if this was a turn in your content you ever expected to take way back then, but I mean, full-time content creator got to, got to make stuff happen. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, a lot has changed since back then. That yeah. is for sure. It is a completely different time in my life back then in comparison to now. So, um, I mean, it's, it's crazy to think about how much MLB, the show, the content creation community, everything has changed since that, that time has been a year and a half. So yeah, basically so crazy. And now in all these Mythbusters things that you've done, I'm just going to keep calling them Mythbusters things. Um, <laughs> have any, has there been anything that you've uncovered that's upset you more <laughs> or like <laughs> really made you go like, Oh wow, this does need explaining. It's not just us complaining about it. Like it actually doesn't make sense. Um, from what I've studied, like, um, what, like what I learned that, I mean, I would say the thing that probably I would say, like, it, I would say infuriate me the most is, um, the discussion of vision, like vision is one of those attributes that we never really hundred percent knew what it did other than that outer PCI mm-hmm. since they changed how that worked. And, um, there's a little bit of, there's a snippet of text in that like in-game manual. If you go into like a play, like an offline exhibition yep. game, the game manual in there, there's a little snippet of text that says it affects your timing windows. And I Which was like, mind boggling. Yeah. It's like, when, when did that, yeah. Like, I don't remember that ever being a thing. And I was like, okay, so let's test it. And when I made my video a few weeks back, like studying swing timing and how you adjust things, I learned that when you have lower vision, it decreases the size of timing windows. So you get more extreme timings, like very early's, very late. So like a lot of times when people say a player is a quick swing, a fair amount of time, it feels quick because they have lower vision. So they're getting more extreme timing on that. They're getting more early's and stuff like that. When you have someone with higher vision, their swing feels longer because you're getting more like early side of good, late side of good in those same swings. So. Perfect example being one of my new favorite cards, Home Run Derby J-Rod. I'm yes. staring at it now. So I have him P4. We're going to backtrack, subtract four. He starts with 57 vision. Everyone says his swing is quick. Likely that is, I mean, yes. and it does. It feels lightning. It is for, definitely a factor. For some Absolutely. people, that's super good. Like I, on higher speed difficulties, tend to be late. So a faster yep. swing will help me with that. But if it's a slider on the outside part of the plate and you're early, always early on it, it's going to be a rollover. That's so been my problem with that card. I'm always yeah. I'm always early or late. I can't find good timing with that card when I've been yeah. playing in the higher difficulties. So that's one of the things like vision having that snippet of text. Nobody reads game manuals anymore. Few yeah. people even buy physical copies of games. And I don't think physical copies of games come with a game manual anymore. Yeah. So like, unless you went into the menu, knew it was there and decided to spend your afternoon reading because some of it's a little long. You would never yep. realize that because they and don't like, communicate it. Even in the text, like when they mention those things, you still got to like decipher what they mean in the in-game manual and find out for yourself. Like with how they word things in there, the wording can be confusing. It could be, it's very basic explanation. Mm-hmm. Like someone who's playing the game for the first time and reads that and they say, so vision affects your timing windows. They're going to be like, what does that even huh. mean? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> So I do encourage people, listen, it's, it can be something of a dense read, not because it's difficult to understand, but just because there is a lot. I haven't even gone through the whole thing, but if you have time, go into a pause menu, read the game manual. Just even if you know most of the stuff, like Scan said, you'll find stuff that you had no idea. Yeah, there's, there's, there's something that you likely 
may have thought or may not have known at all that, you know, you just it just might make a slight connection to you. Big, like, oh, that makes so much sense and why this happens. Is it going to change the way you play the game? Probably, Probably not. not, unless you've never, I don't know, breathed air before. But yeah. there are some things like that vision thing where you go like, oh, now I get yep. it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so I was saying this to Scan before we started recording, guys. The, the reason I wanted to have Scan on as a guest for episode 100, one, because he's an awesome guy. Two, uh, because I feel like he's one of the few people in this community, and this is not to discredit anybody else, but just one of the few people who has publicly voiced concern or criticism of the game, constructive and otherwise, in a level manner. You guys know that I can get all sorts of fired up sometimes. I try not to be, uh, you know, a, a sieve for, or not a sieve, a, a shill for MLB The Show. Uh, I calls it as I sees it. I praise things when I like them. By the way, Al Leiter dropped in the new program. Thank you, Jesus and Ramon. Uh, <laughs> see, I'm happy for Al Leiter. What I'm not happy about is a lot of the other stuff. So Scan is going to be able to be a nice in-between buffer to kind of just talk through the game. We'll talk good. We'll talk bad. We're going to have a constructive conversation. So, I'm going to start it off real hot. Yes, I love it. So I think hitting is the thing that requires the largest conversation, and we will most certainly get into that. However, mm-hmm. there is one thing in my mind that has ruined MLB The Show. It, Hit me with it. It is not permanently ruined. It can be fixed. MLB uh, or SDS's desire to create a realistic baseball experience, I understand. I also semi-disagree with a little bit because this is a video game. It is not a realistic baseball experience. But because they want it to be realistic, every year we have 15,000 new animations. Animations have ruined MLB The Show. Mm, animations as an entire bucket have ruined gameplay for MLB The Show because they are randomly locked into. Sure, you can do your part to be like, have diamond fielders. Theoretically, you get better animations. You can, uh, you know, there are ways you can charge the ball in the infield that will trigger X number of animations, but the fall over swing, let's throw that away. The silly uh, diamond shortstop who fields a backhand ground ball in the hole and then takes 37 steps before he throws and the runner's safe. These are things you can't control. So what is your take on animations? Because I largely hate them. Honestly, I I agree with you because the thing with animations especially is there isn't something you can control with even choosing players to change animations. Like, Mm -hmm. obviously, you know, higher defensive players, you know, they might get less of, like, the bad jumps and all that. But people just look at just a few things with fielding and, like, stuff like that, for example, and, like, anyone can be effective with those things. You could have a diamond fielder at short. And like you mentioned, uh, they could get a bad throw animation the first just because of the play and difference in the game. It could be something something as simple like you mentioned, the fall over swing where you get a slightly outside pitch to do the fall over mm-hmm. and you get a good PCI, good swing. But the game's like, oh, you know what? You're you got the fall over swing animation. So no exit velo on that. It's and there definitely, are some hitters plagued by that more than others. I would love to see the study on that because I feel like Jordan Alvarez falls over a ton. And I would say the number one thing that kills me, or I should say one of the number one, th- like one of the top things is definitely diving this oh, yeah. year. They've diving, whether or not they kind make of. the, yeah, like they, they still make more diving plays than normal, which isn't the biggest deal. But one, they aren't correlated to a fielder's rating in online games. Mm-hmm. I noticed when I played offline, 
there were a lot more diving plays that fielders dropped. Yes. But in online, they caught nearly they catch all of them basically. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter the fielding rating, it's just kind of like, oh, if they're they get the animation, they'll they'll catch it. And then it'll be one of those things where like you could have corner infielders like Rafi Devers and Frank Thomas who just dive reaction on the ball, body block a ball, make the play every time. Mm-hmm. When like they should definitely not be doing that. <laughs> um, yeah. One thing that happened to me quite I, so I started the new you guys. Uh, Quick disclaimer, should have said this early. Um, we're recording this July 26th. You guys are listening to this August 2nd. So the next episode, 101, is going to have a lot about the new content, the new program, new big collection, LOL, just dropped on us. Yep. Uh, this week's, uh, well, July 26th, episode 99 that dropped, we talked about my predictions for who the legend will be. Just want to put that disclaimer in there before I I forgot. But uh, I've been playing this new event that we're going to talk about at a later date. And I have Dansby playing short, the new all-star Dansby. Not a big fan of Dansby's swing or cards, generally speaking. I think this card is built really well, but I'm using him because he's like the best option there, mostly. Um, Diamond fielder, good fielder. Ground balls up the middle that he can seemingly get to or dive to either to knock it down or catch. He gets locked into the animation where he just like sticks his glove out and the ball trickles past him. I'm like, what the hell is this? At least like stick your foot out, kick it. I don't know. Like (laughs) that that one bothers me to no end because it just is random. It makes no sense. And take me back to the days of like MLB. I think it was MLB 20 when, especially for some reason, Ken Griffey Jr., just had bad animations in the outfield all the time where just he like had George, like George Brett's the worst third base George Brett George Brett gets terrible animations he's yeah. elite fielding attributes but he always gets that slow-mo dive mm-hmm. or the the really bad reaction in the ball it it uh um it kind of doesn't make sense at all yeah it's it, George don't get it twisted by the way listeners George Brett's my favorite card in the game and he will stay at third base probably forever but yeah his his fielding is, is a big fat problem. So the, the other thing, so I played center field most of my adult life and J rod, for example, we'll use him again. Home run derby cards, not a good fielder. They had to make him not a good fielder. Otherwise yeah. he would have been an 104 rated card. Um, some, some opponent against me not too long ago, hit a rocket over my head. Like, yeah. Even if J-Rod got a good jump, he was not in the ballpark of catching this thing. J-Rod's yeah. first three steps are in. And I'm like, listen, I played center field my whole life. If a ball <laughs> is blasted over my head, I'm not taking three steps in. I get reaction <laughs> is a problem, but that that doesn't make sense. Yeah, the, the funny thing about it is, like, overall, that Julio card is actually good in center field only because he's fast. Exactly. Like, he actually isn't bad. And, like, that animation in theory could have happened to anyone in center. <laughs> it just happened to him. And it's what it's it's uh, outfield animations are tough. They are really tough. And there's so much inconsistency and such with animations in the field. And it's 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 annoying how it's so finicky. Like it's genuinely like you talk about George Brett, like you could ask so many people. They say the exact same thing about George Brett. But that man has got diamond fielding. I would argue that Rafael Devers is a better fielder at third than George Brett. Because he, he puts his close. big belly in the way and he knocks it yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, it's insane how it's so, a factor in the game. Outfield animations in, was it 20 when they were the worst they ever? They literally like broke the game the first month. Of yeah, the I, think it was, I think that was 20, yeah. So things have gotten exponentially better since then. And they've yeah. made a concerted effort. And they've communicated 
early in like development streams that this is what we're focusing on. And I appreciate that and respect that, but it just feels like every time they fix something or add something, something else lacks. So, mm-hmm. you know, perfect cutoffs is a great, great addition that honestly was a no brainer to have forever ago. Yeah. But urgency can still be an issue because another fantastic animation is when the ball short hops off the wall and your diamond fielder goes to corral it and he lets it bounce. eight. The stairs at it. He just yeah, stares at it rolling like, oh, in front of him. Maybe it'll bounce up to my waist before he's I just to... waiting for it to roll into his glove when like, the ball's Mike, like a foot from him. I'm like, Mike Trout, what in the name of hell are you doing? Pick it up with your bare hand and throw it. And yeah. there's nothing I, as the user, can do about that. Yeah. And that bothers me to yeah. no end. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They're like... The animations, it's a very valid point because with fielding and animations especially, it is a bigger part in the game than you may think because, you know, it also affects hitting if how many, like how many plays outfielders and infielders make. It also affects pitching. Like, is it viable to try to pitch to get contact outs or do you want to pitch for strikeouts depending on fielding? And fielding affects every part of the game. So this year, I mean, the good news is fielders usually make the plays. Like yes. when the ball is when you're under the indicator, the player will make the animation to catch it. Usually in years past, the issue was the player would get under the indicator and, he wouldn't and just be, they wouldn't yeah. start the animation. So this year it works, which is nice. But now defense is so like all over the place with, you know, infield defense is insane this year overall mm-hmm. with diving and body blocking and all that. So sometimes it's tough to get the ball even to the infield. Um, you could have a bronze fielder like Julio Rodriguez make every play in center just because he's really mm-hmm. quick. Yep. Um, yeah, people instantly refuting slow f- running outfielders. Oh, they're slow because their fielding doesn't do enough to warrant using them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all just so over the place and chaotic. And like at the end of the day, what should what the game should be is if a player has a fielding rating, it should actually compare to like how good of a fielder they are in game. There shouldn't have an instance where a very bad fielder ends up playing way better in a field than they should be, or a really good fielder plays way worse than they should be, like we have right now. It's so chaotic, it's definitely problematic. Yeah, and so I I think a a, a great example of something that SDS has done right, that user input can can, uh, negate, that's the best word, throwing accuracy. Fernando Tatis... Not a good fielder, not a good uh, uh, accurate thrower. Great arm strength, that's irrelevant here. Yep. His timing w- or his uh, throwing accuracy window is like this big to get it yep. right, yep. which is accurate, and it reflects his attribute and can impact the game. But if yep. you are a good fielder, or like personally as a player, if you are a good fielder, you can negate that by getting it perfectly in that window every time. Yep. I think if they could translate that type of relationship to other areas of fielding and animations Mm -hmm. make a ton of sense listen i i know guys you you can't take animations out of the game yeah every every video game is literally by definition like animations and actions and 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 codes that kind of trickle into each other and trigger each other but this sometimes can be a little out of hand yep absolutely yeah so the way I want to go about all of this is for every bad thing we say, we're going to say a good thing because we're <laughs> going to be positive, constructive people. Yep. And give me a good thing about MLB the show 22 and you're, um, let's see. Um, a good thing I would say, boy, wouldn't that is... be funny if he just said, I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> no, the game's garbage in every aspect. 
Now, I think, um, I mean, the first thing in terms of MLB 22, you got to say is a good thing has been the content, right? Yes. Like, that's the easy first thing that content is great. Cards are exciting. Um, I, I know some, some people initially slightly underwhelmed with the All-Star Game content because maybe the cards weren't as good as last year. But everything is aligned with purpose. They took the feedback from last year with All-Star Game content, how good DeGrom and Trey Turner were. And they were like, okay, we're just going to keep the cards within reason. They'll be good to use on your team. All the cards are viable and worthy to throw on teams, but they aren't Trey Turner or Jacob DeGrom, where they're going to be in the lineups for the rest of the year. And now we're already seeing we could have some newer content drop that's exciting over the All-Star Game cards, which last year wasn't happening. So mm -hmm. um, content has definitely been more strategically planned, I think, this year in terms of like what, what type of cards are in we, each mode, when we get them. And I think it's nice to see because last year, we got a lot of good cards, but they were all over the place on when we got the new cards. Like, no-hitter cards were insane and mm -hmm. all that. So they definitely more thoughtful in that front, which that's the first positive I have about the game, easy. Yeah, and I would say what this has taught us, or perhaps reinforced for people who knew this already, um, number one, not all 99s are created equal. Mm -hmm. We're going to probably start getting our steady diet of every card that comes out is a 98 or 99. Probably by mid-August, late August. Yeah, That's kind I think right of around where I'm then, yep. But then, guys, I think the postseason program, whenever that comes out, is going to be what triggers, like, boom, here are the juice cards. And you're going to yep. see 99s that just blow the balls off the other 99s you've yep. seen. Yep. So that and finest and all that stuff. Yeah, so that's one thing we've learned. The second thing I think we've learned is that overalls, because when, when, when cards are scaled the way they're scaled, you really have to look at the nitty gritty attributes and swings and comfortability when you're making decisions. It's not like, oh, I'm using 93 Cattell at shortstop. And then the week after here's 99 pick your player. That's the easy upgrade. Yeah. I still run 93 Cattell as my shortstop. Yeah. It's a lot second, of people use that. It's card, his yeah. secondary position. He's only quote unquote, only a 93, 96 with super fractor. Overalls in the grand scheme of things don't mean a ton. Obviously, yep. there's a difference between a 95 and an 82, but like within reason, yep. use the cards you're good with. And I think this is this this content strategy has taught us that. Yes, absolutely. And I think especially this year, we we really got it down that with overall the players, how there are certain attributes that are kind of filler attributes yes, that, that make a card like too good, like the discipline and the clutch, mm -hmm. where it's like these attributes don't mean the most. But, you know, like, that's what keeps Tops Now cards, for example, like Eduardo Escobar, who I think is an incredible card. Mm -hmm. He's a little bit lower on those attributes, but the hitting attributes are very, like, literally exactly the same as that Jason Dominguez card. Um, but he's a 96. Escobar is a 93. Why is that? Probably the different mm -hmm. um, clutch and discipline and stuff like that. So, like, always got to look at that and, like, recognize that when the card is like, okay, this might be a 99, but does it deserve to really be a 99? Because those attributes, probably not, because those attributes being boosted over 100 can make a card way better than it should be. And probably the best thing, or one of the, the, the largest benefits of the scaling of content, thank goodness, Ramon, that you listened to us, they did a great job of slow rolling hits per nine. Yes, and absolutely. And like, you can see now we're just starting to get some guys like one, uh, starting pitchers mostly, relievers are always, almost always going to have higher hits per nine. But like, 
112, 115. I think Nolan yep. Ryan is our highest right now with 119, yeah. which yeah. is still as a no hitter card, not what it was last year. So they're doing yeah. a great job with that. Absolutely. They definitely heard that feedback. And I don't think they recognized last year how much of like a meta thing hits for nine is going to be. And then it became that. So they're like, okay, now we know that. Now you scale out the, the hits per nine. And also, I think it also comes to show with people who play the game all the time. The hits per nine doesn't tell the whole story of a card. Does which not. last year, it was like all the people judge. Like, oh, pfft, that card is 100 hits per nine. Trash. Well, there were some people, like, and I, I'm not like calling individuals out, but like th- in general, there were some people like, oh, this card's got 114 hits per nine. It sucks. I'd kill for 114 hits per nine right now. So clearly they have not devalued it, but just... I think made us appreciate it more is probably yeah. the best way to put yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so positive. Check. Look at us yep. being all sorts of cordial. But here yep. we go with the banger because, oh yes. boy, hitting stinky caca. When the game is <laughs> – all right. This is both a good and a bad. There are days when the game is playing exceptionally well. I couldn't tell you why that's the case. And when the game is playing that well, I'm like, wow, this game's good. Is it the best MLB the show ever? I don't know, but like, it's good. It doesn't bother me. But then there are days where I'm like, well, who pissed in SDS's Cheerios? Because this doesn't make sense. So I have made a list here of things that impact hitting. Yep. Scan kind of had a thread on this. I noticed it like too far after the fact to really interact with it. I didn't want to like bring up old stuff. However, This is a list I've made this afternoon of things, in my opinion, that impact hitting. And what you guys will glean from this, hopefully, is that, holy hell, there's too much stuff involved. You ever (laughs) heard the saying, too many cooks in the kitchen? (laughs) That's what this is. So here are the things that impact hitting, and I'm probably missing some. So scan if I I miss something, please interject. We're going to start with the obvious ones. A hitter's contact, which impacts PCI size, inner PCI size. Yep. Um, quirks that aren't explained impact hitting. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I'd rather throw quirks away entirely. <laughs> um, pitcher hits per nine. As we just yep. discussed, it impacts how big the inner can be. Uh, vision. That's the outer PCI. We just learned it means something. Yep. Pitcher confidence has something to do with hits, uh, the PCI and yep. hitting pitcher energy kind of also does too. It kind of, they yep. correlate to some degree. Yep. Um, park elevation. Completely yep. out of your control, sort yep. of. Uh, yeah. Park, like general park leg. What I mean by that is like, don't play at Dodger Stadium where the whole yep. last event was. Uh, timing windows in general goes with vision, also goes with poor server strength, which is yep. totally out of your control. Yep. Uh, another funny thing, hitter tendencies. Yep, tendencies. Hitter tendencies. I don't think about those at all when I construct my team. They mean a ton. Uh, there are too many factors to calculate how the hell this works, which is probably why there's inconsistent results. Also, I put this as a separate bullet point. I want you guys to see what I wrote. Also, WTF is the PCI. So, Scan, that was a lot to take in. But what do you think about all this stuff I just said? <laughs> I, I agree with you on every aspect that um, there's so many factors that could go into a game and hitting and all that that it is it's it's chaos like it's it's it seems there was wind like that that was another thing we celebrated wind being taken out but there's tenfold things that that uh cause more it's crazy and like i think the thing like with hitting mainly like we're talking about hitting all these different factors 
to sum it up in case you're trying to like understand what the main message of it is the main thing that's a killer of mlb 22 is the lack of consistency yes and how you could have one two games however long where like your swings are getting rewarded um you're you know the the like things feel right you could even be the person that's getting the crazy things to be hits mm-hmm. and then next game not much changes except for you loading into another game against another person and your timing feels so much different your good swings aren't being rewarded as much your so many different things change per game and the thing that makes this game suck sometimes is that it feels out of your hands sometimes and how you could you could play very well one day and it's you you could tell for people who play the game all the time it's not like an input thing it's not like oh my opponent's doing a good job of pitching there he's really messing with my timing and all that it's normally like no this game all my good timing swings are outs and my only hits are like dinky little bloopers because i need them to get lucky at this point and the previous game i was all over the ball and everything was being rewarded and that's out of your hands that's out of your control and this number one frustrating thing about this game is when you lose and you know it's not your fault really that you lost that's like any game really but yeah and listen this is not a let's shit on sds podcast they provide a game that we all play. Is it the only baseball game on the market? Yes, but that's beside the point. That's another thing that would make MLB The Show better, by the way, if like another competition came- always makes people better. Exactly. Stops complacency. Um, but there are too many things that make a legit impact on any, on any given moment. And mm-hmm. I don't know what you can remove per se, like park elevation for one probably will help with some of the RNG, but at the same time, does rng stink absolutely it does you can't remove rng from a video game especially a baseball game like baseball in itself is an rng based game they always say baseball is a game of inches it quite literally is but sometimes Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just like oh my god what did i do to this company today to get screwed yeah i think um i think what it boils down to i talked about in my thread um best thing we could do to combat that is explain the factors that affect everything make them known so everyone knows like okay like maybe it's a confidence causing hard hit outs maybe it's this causing hard hit outs whatever it is that could be a factor um explain the unknowns like 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 that but also try to minimize the things that do affect hitting like for example like i will i will die in the grave with this take no way a pitcher's confidence should even slightly affect the hitter. No, like, it should just affect how well you place your pitches. Yeah, like if it you're feeling good with a pitch, then you should not adjust my PCI size or adjust anything related to the hitter based on that pitcher. Like and, and you know a pitcher why? with because low energy shouldn't be able to no. have any impact on the hitter. If there's pitcher None. confidence, there should be hitter confidence. Because if you step up or if you're the pitcher scan, yeah. You're, you're great. You're Nolan Ryan, no hitter. You're fantastic. You've just been dicing me up. Your confidence is through the roof. Yep. Juan Soto's three for three with three singles. Yeah. He's pretty effing confident against you right now, too. Why is yep. his PCI smaller? Yep. That's not it's, fair. It's all, it's all like stuff like that, in, especially online games, shouldn't be effective. And like they have it a thing. Like they have confidence be a thing to try to, em- like, 
make you know like a good pitcher outing where possible like emulate real life how if a pitcher is really feeling themselves and they're really confident that it is very tough for a, a hitter to hit they're trying to emulate that real life thing mm-hmm. but they're trying to do too much it's doing too much with it like yeah. you need to separate hitter from pitcher and keep those two things separate um because they shouldn't have much interaction like who who's looking at a pitcher out there and be like oh you know what I could tell that pitcher is a little less confident. I'm going to crush this ball, dude. I'm going to hit this ball 10 miles per hour harder because they're a little less confident out there. Yeah. So I I think we can all agree that like hitting needs either a new engine or a total rework, like bare bones, build it up again. I think we also can all acknowledge that's not happening until old gen is thrown away. Yeah. Listen, I'm not trying to gatekeep new gen, next gen. I know not everybody can get a PS5. You technically can if you want to spend over market price, but that's your own prerogative. I'm not going to tell you how to spend your money. Uh, I don't think we're going to get over overhaul of updates until that happens. Hopefully 23, I don't yeah. know, question mark. Um, and it's been a long buildup of this engine too. So like yeah. it might not even ever do that yeah. unless it just breaks in itself. <laughs> but the, the, the thing that bothers me throughout this process the most is as, as frustrating as hitting can be, not only has SDS in their streams and on social mostly gone silent, I think they've been snarky. Couple so, of them definitely are over there. Not even the individuals. I mean, that, yeah. That, that, sometimes that's just it's people's the, personalities. It's like, the look at our stats. See the stats well, in the, the community. So, works as intended <laughs> was the stupidest thing they ever said. We need another couple billion swings. Go jump in a ditch. And the worst thing they ever said was perfect. Perfects are 800 batting average, because even if that's true, it's now a standard. We all hold them to. Yeah. And I also don't think it's true. Um, so it's, it's just like they, they've in some ways dug their own grave there. Yeah. Here's my number one thing that I've said in discussion of that, like with the, the community numbers, the 800 batting average and stuff is like, I mean, I believe that the numbers might be true. Like I'm cool with believing it's true but it doesn't really speak to how good the game is. Like it doesn't show the status of the game. If you're fielding that super large sample of swings, yeah, maybe the averages add up and all that, but the problem with the game isn't like, like, you know, like the overall, the problem is how inconsistent it is, how I could have the really good game and then the really bad game next. That's the big problem is how it changes game by game so much. And it's out of your hand. It's not, it's not a opponent thing. It's just for some reason, this game, you don't get the luck of the draw while the next game you do get the luck of the draw. Mm -hmm. And that's what the problem with the game is. The numbers might add up. Like I might like, you could have one really good game where you're hitting the seams off boy, score 10 runs, Mm -hmm. 20 hits, everything's going well. And then you could have three really bad games and that might even up. To be like, oh, they're hitting like three, like 280 on the Hall of Fame difficulty. So mm-hmm. that looks about right. But that doesn't mean that the game is functioning as it should be. Oh, well, that's baseball, Susan. <laughs> as, as a great John Starling would say. Yeah. Um, the last point I want to make about hitting, and I know, Scan, you've addressed this. Like I, I said, I showed you guys, WTF is the PCI. This yeah. whole PCI is the batter's eye nonsense. I. I I, I, yeah. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, so I want to put that right out into the ether, first of all. But I don't believe when they say that because they just kind of dropped this, dropped that into our laps this year. 
And yeah. I think it's because we all complained about the PCI so much last year. They're like, oh, no, no, it's it's not the bat. It's their eyes. And that was their <laughs> cop out. And I don't think that's explicitly written anywhere. So it isn't. There is not something. Game. There's something fundamentally wrong with the PCI. I don't know if it's just the feedback. I don't know if it's the system. I don't know if it's the engine. But it just doesn't seem to make sense. And maybe it's because there's all those factors like we just ranted about. Mm-hmm. And maybe they just like they don't sync up in the way that it's intended. But but something is wrong. Yeah, it's funny. I had a, I had some talks with people who have been in the community longer. And like you mentioned, like that was the first time I ever heard the, oh, it's their eyes. Like it's where the hitters looking. And I was talking to people. I was like, I swear, like ever since I've been playing this game since MLB 19 consistently, I've never heard that. And I talked guys like dude food who've been in the community for a while. And he said, he was like, oh, wait, they said that like forever ago. And just mentioned to add the blue again this year. And I'm like, okay. So it was something said years ago. But for someone like me who's been playing MLB The Show like nearly daily since MLB 19, never heard that once. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I did, it was maybe mentioned once in the dev stream. And with how I look at things, like obviously the PCI, it's clearly like the thing to reduce skill gap. It's random by nature. It's supposed to be something that since if it was the barrel of the bat and it was always squared up swings in the middle of the PCI, mm-hmm. then it might be something where it's like it's either too easy or too hard to hit. Um, so I always view the PCI is like the skill gap, um, expander. It, it, I mean, no, it decreases the skill gap. So, um, so it allows everyone to pick up the game and be able to hit, but by nature, when you're really focusing on that input, it's not perfect because you have the center PCI swings as flyouts because now it is, is still random. You got the random dice roll. That's like, you know what? You got okay contact on this center PCI swing. And it's partially good, but partially very problematic. And I think the main problem with the PCI is it doesn't do a good enough job of scaling based on the difficulty. Like if you're on like all-star difficulty with massive PCIs, it's probably okay if the occasional one isn't okay because of how big the PCI is. But if you're on Hall of Fame and Legend where your PCI is significantly smaller and you're squaring up way less balls, you cannot have that happen when you have like a handful of good, good swings in the game. Mm-hmm. And that's Especially where when, yeah, like if let, let's just say the PCI is the eye. Yeah. How many times, Scan, have you been told to keep your eye on the ball? <laughs> yeah. Well, on Legend or Hall of Fame, if your eye ain't on the ball, you should not be hitting it. But the number of off PCI hits or home runs that I see on those difficulties. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I watch Chev streams a lot in the morning. He tend I work from home mostly, so he tends to be streaming when I'm working from home. It just makes sense. And Chev don't get, is, is an unreal, phenomenal player, and as are many of his opponents. But the amount of PCI feedbacks that just don't make sense yeah. blows my mind. Yes, it is insanity. And it I, is insanity. I, I don't know how. Like I know you play Legend quite a bit. I don't know yeah. how you do it because yeah, like, it's it's, it's crazy tough, man. to me. I like it I, is, I'm the, I make World Series. I stop because I don't want to deal with legends. A lot anymore. of people are the exact same way. Everyone's like, you know, what? I'm good. Yeah. It's it is a uh, it's tough, man. And Chev does a good job of playing a lot of legend and having the experience. And he, I swear, he also gets terrible luck too. Like oh he God. sees so oh. much of the chaotic stuff. But the thing with Chev is he's so good, he can outplay a lot of the yes. chaotic stuff. Someone like me, like I'm good at legend. 
But like those top fifties, like those dudes are a different breed. Oh, like I, with I mean, how good they are on Legend, yeah. and like Magunsky they can outplay is, that. Megunski is a perfect example. Gunski, yes, he is. It is beyond comprehension how good he is at this game. And yeah. you talk about making up for fluke. It's yeah. like it doesn't even impact him. He's dropping twenty yeah. runs a game on Legend, no matter what happens. Yeah, those dudes are—they're so good at the the game they can outplay. Someone like me. Those plays, those things that happen are the difference in a game. Yes, they're debilitating and, um, sometimes. Sometimes, like like for me, like I can maybe outplay. Like I was, I was playing some rank trying to get the innings for the uh, the mm-hmm. previous season today, and there was a game I was just like speeding through the game, pitching with Randy. I was dicing. They had like twenty strikeouts in like the the seventh inning, and they have a. I think they had like a very dinky single. It wasn't like that bad of a single, but you know, like a late swing single. Then they send the runner on a steal, get a very late single to the opposite side of the infield, get the runner over to third. And then they hit a, uh, I think they hit like a, a very late blooper to score in a run. Like it was like three, like three things that transpired in the inning mm-hmm. to make it a tie game. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> like I was just trying to speed through the game. I wasn't really focusing on my hitting. I'm like, okay, now I got to score a run. And I think I end up walking them off in the ninth, in the 10th or something. But like, it's one of those things where it's like when you're not scoring much, the bad feedback is the difference in a lot of the games yeah. for people. Like whether it's me on Legend or a lot of people who are trying to make World Series, it's the most infuriating thing when you're you're put to the challenge. And you know, Hall of Fame is meant to be difficult people. Legend is meant to be difficult for of people. Course. It's okay that it's difficult, but when it's difficult and the bad things happen either for you or against you, it's the most demoralizing thing. You, you queue into an online game to not play against the game. You are yeah. playing against an opponent, but all yeah. too often there are factors beyond both of your controls that mm-hmm. it, I, I hate saying that there's this logic in the game, but sometimes it really does feel like, like, Oh, it. I'm not going to win this game. The, yeah. the game has decided that they're going to give more stuff to my opponent. And that's yeah. nothing against my opponent. They didn't do anything to, to get that, but that's yeah, it's just how the game went, how it feels. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's the epitome of what the problem is with the game is it feels like you're fighting the game. You're hoping the game's nice to you, um, whether or not it's actually that or if it's just like those factors that aren't explained that are affecting things. There's just sometimes it feels like you've got to work 10 times harder than your opponent to win. And it's the suckiest feeling ever when you don't win those games because yeah. it feels like the game beats you, not your opponent. And like, I don't I know some people are really on the front of like, oh, like, may, don't even try bothering to play the game competitively or like, don't take the game so seriously then. Just try to have fun with it. But with how this game is formatted, it's meant to be online competitively driven. Like, you get cards for getting World Series. You get cards for getting um, wins and events or going flawless in BR. People, are, by nature, are going to play the game to try to do well. Of course. Everyone's trying to play to do well. So what you're trying to play to do well and the game's like not allowing you to do well, it's going to be frustrating. The only time like like I could really play the game and not really care is if I'm just grinding offline, just chilling, not doing anything. And like at that point, you're playing against a CPU, but there's no weight on anything. Mm-hmm. You're playing online and you're trying to win to get rewards. Then it's going to be annoying. It, you can't like not get annoyed at it. Yeah. The last point. I want to, or last thing I want to use about hitting to reinforce kind of everything we're talking about here. Let's talk about the most recent moonshot event, the one at Dodger Stadium. Yep. Straight up, common pitchers, any hitter you want. It is 
the beauty of Moonshot. That is the true essence of Moonshot. Those games should have been 15 to 12. Yeah. Every game that I played, 5-2, 6-1, maybe I dropped a 10 spot here or there. Something isn't clicking when just because a 63 overall pitcher throws 99 miles an hour, you can't hit him. The whole point of using common pitchers is that you should be lighting them up and blasting them. But there's so much at play. Dodger Stadium's a a cavern that it's impossible to hit it out at. Yeah, Something just isn't making sense. I don't know if they nerf things in events. I'm not going to accuse them of doing that, but like something's not adding up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's... um. I mean, the stadium is definitely a factor for a lot of people. I mean, I when I played, I played like five games in the event. Past that, I was like, eh, I don't really want to grind it this time. And I I felt like the ball was flying a little bit more than normal, but I was it also does using... in the corners. The, yeah, the in the corners. The center fielder. Yep, yep. And, you know, you think about it, uh, another factor that affects hitting time of the day that you're playing, if you're yep. playing nighttime in L.A., which a lot of people by automatically play nighttime, they're not... Thinking about stuff like that, they're like, oh, it's just nighttime. Easier to see the ball. The ball's so difficult to hit in L.A. because nighttime plus low elevation means the ball does not fly much. So it's uh, and then like, think about also the factor of a lot of people who are probably playing on current gen consoles mm-hmm. who don't have the, the, the power to really play smooth games at a major league stadium where it's probably a little laggy. That, get, that definitely affects scoring. And also just with the nature of like cards in the game, like on All-Star, if you have velocity, that's sometimes all you need to get outs. Because yeah. if you have velocity, then a lot of people are just going to always be late because of how the swing timing is. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, one of those things where that, that Moonshot event, I mean, it's, 100% makes sense that it's locked in LA because of the All-Star events, but not really a Moonshot event. No. All right, let's move on to another positive. I have one this time. This is not new to MLB The Show 22, but it's something I'm so thrilled they kept. In 20, they introduced Prestige, and they were like, oh, the people kind of like this. Let's make it better. During the pandemic, the trading card genre boomed again. The industry boomed again. And they're like, oh, there's these things called parallels. And they brought that into the game. So happy they kept it. They did add the cool new animations with P4 and P5. They've got like that fiery, glowy stuff that comes up the cards. Um, mm-hmm. It gives you such an extra incentive to use cards. No, well, I shouldn't say no longer people are bunting their way through conquest games, but I'm sure it happens less often now because every at bat you could just further your progress. I love the parallel system. Yeah. And I hope it never goes away. Absolutely. They did a good, um, from what I heard of that feature, it was like, a run of the mill, like, oh, let's add parallels, like relatively last minute before the game dropped. And then they did it last year. And one of the most well-received features the game has had mm-hmm. over the span of like years. I've never spoken to anyone who said dis- they disliked it. Like, I, and I don't know it is, why you would. Yeah, it's it's such a good, good feature to the game. And I, I, I especially enjoy when attributes are like lined up in a manner to really reward parallels. Like yes, when they, there's that player the that, that is yeah. in the, the high eighties of fielding. So getting parallel three, four or five makes them very good. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those factors where it's like, it's such like a good part of the game. Cause it, all it does is reward people for liking a card and using them for a while. And you know, someone like could tell Marte now that he could be parallel to a parallel five, 
makes that card a lot more viable. And I think that card actually got really good after a couple of parallels. When at the start, you know, he was fine on his own, but becomes really good after like parallel three once his power reaches a certain point. Mm-hmm. So like it's a, it's such a good part of the game. It increases the the viability of cards, and it keeps you know the the gap in terms of people playing the game a lot closer because now. If you're someone who doesn't play much, you just have those cards you really like, get them in parallel five, and keep up with a lot of the content that we get over time. So, And it's a, it's a super cool way to reward players and give them ownership of something. Yep. The amount of people who get hype over their one of... I've never gotten a one-on-one. I yep. will never go out to grind a one-of-one because I've yep. seen scan what it takes to, yes. to get a one of one yes it's and a it's, lot it's almost mind-numbing it's so rewarding at the end and it's super cool and like it'd be nice to have a one-on-one but yeah. at the same time it really rewards people for being committed it's a badge of honor i earned this my name is on it and now i yeah. can make cool content about it it gives content creators or even casual people some piece of content that they can hold on to yep absolutely and uh very very good feature in the game and um I don't see any scenario where they they ruin that feature. It's got to be something that is unique to the game that they keep for forever, I think, at this point. There could certainly be alterations to it where, like, maybe they just expand the amount of... Like, you can tell they're still kind of tweaking, like, relievers this year or pitchers in general get PSP yeah. much faster. Yeah. Do I think it's a little too fast? Maybe. It's not something I'm upset about. I still think they're trying to find that perfect balance to make sure hitters and pitchers progress at a similar rate. Yeah, I think the balance for them mainly is like they know that now people are going to grind one of ones and stuff. So now you got to balance like trying to make that grind similar because mm-hmm. if you're going to go for a pitcher, all you got to do is use that pitcher legend difficulty versus the CPU play legend games. You could, you don't even need to do that well with them Just pitch the game with that pitcher. It could be a starter or reliever and you get so much PXP when with hitters, you know, hitters, it relies on you hitting well with them. Um, so you got to hit home runs and you also are not hitting with them every batter. So like when you're grinding for it, it's a completely different grind. than when you're online, you know, you actually earn them at a pretty similar pace when you're playing games online. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously pitchers definitely a little bit quicker just because in nature, you know, if you have a really good starter to pitch longer. So, you know, overall, like they're probably actually not too bad online, but when you're grinding them separately, Pitchers are like lightning quick in comparison to hitters. Yeah, like, again, you can only use a pitcher once every four to five games, starting pitcher, yep. depending on how you use your rotation. But, like, I've gotten a 1,000 PXP in a start before. And I think that's the yeah. threshold you can get. I think that's the max. But, like, a 1,000 PXP, I'm looking at a parallel system now, that gets you almost to P2. And if you do that 10 times, you could, you could do 10 times in, like, three, four days. Uh-huh. And he's, there you go, P5 done. So yeah. it's, it's a little quick. I'm not, mm-hmm. again, I'm not upset about it. I'm just, if we're going to be honest and critiquing things, maybe it's a little quick. Um, but like you said, if you play online, you can have a hitter who gets 400 PXP, 300 PXP in a game. Yep. If he goes crazy. So it's possible. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Okay. Another uh, not so great thing. We're going to, we're going to keep playing ping pong with that. <laughs> um, we talked about it a little bit in bits and bits and spurts here. Um, lag, server, ability, connection. Um, SDS Boutique, little company owned by this place called Sony. Don't know if you ever heard about it. Um, I'm not going to pretend I know how all that stuff works. I am not an incredibly technologically savvy individual. The fact that I can make everything that you see here happening is incredible. (laughs) But I do know 
that at this, it, it, it's, it's 2022, the year of our Lord Ramon, why we can't get stable frames and connection online and why like playing in an MLB park is near impossible. It, it blows my mind. A lot yeah. of factors. I understand that. I hear a lot of people say we need dedicated servers. I don't quite understand entirely what that means, but the fact that freeze offs and things of that nature and bad connection are still a thing in 2022 is not good. Mm-hmm. It's bad that there are methods in the game where people can intentionally freeze the game. Yes. That's a big no, no. Um, it's bad that it so happens randomly. Like I learned just in general, like a lot of freezes happen on, you know, like maybe plays to the outfield where you throw the ball back into the infield, or maybe there's like a line or two in infield and you throw it across the infield. I find freezes happen on those plays pretty often for some odd reason. Um, obviously there was things where people would intentionally freeze. So like they give up a home run intentionally and then like pull up, they, they could pause the game without the auto pitch thing going off. To, to like freeze the game that was terrible um especially when people found out about it and um it's it's a sucky part of the game when freezing is a viable thing that could ruin the gameplay experience for you i mean it gets yeah. better throughout the year is maybe there are less and less people it does generally improve yes but it, the, it doesn't mean it's fixed like every year at the genuine beginning of the game it is always a worry that freezes ruin the game for people who want to get into it Thus, you know, I mean, in the content creator space, it matters to us because, you know, if people are giving up on MLB The Show because of bad servers, then pff, who wants to watch MLB The Show then? Yeah. Um, and um, it's one of those things where it's it seems like it's finicky and it really seems like they don't have a trace to what's causing freezes. Like, mm-hmm. from my knowledge of it, like, it could maybe be something like a line of code or something that just goes off that's very difficult for them to replicate to to solve. And sometimes they might need to wait till the next year to solve the issue. Like I'm like, um, I'm pretty sure before this game dropped there, there was maybe some solution to freezes, at least as a guess for some of the freezes we had last year that they couldn't implement until the new game. So sometimes you might have to wait maybe half the year for them to implement the, the fix. And it's, it's tough, man. It's, um, I think when people want dedicated servers, they want like a dedicated connection between your, you and your opponent. So, like, if I'm playing someone with McDonald's Wi-Fi, it shouldn't affect me at all. You know, let them have their bad internet. It should not affect my timing. It should not affect how my game plays. You have, like, a dedicated server, and they can't connect. I mean, it's not not my fault. So, (laughs) because, like, you play people with bad connection, it is a terrible experience on this game. terrible for everybody involved. And there are games when I queue into them, I could be like, oh. This game ain't going to last. Not that yeah. it's going to freeze, but like my opponent's about to drop out of this game. There's yeah. going to be a lost connection. I can just feel it coming. Yeah. And the funny thing is like I had a period like a couple weeks, like it was actually last month now where I had to play wireless to my Wi-Fi because of my, I have like a little Ethernet hub that broke. Um, and basically what happened was I was playing wireless and like for a while it was fine. I didn't notice any problems. And then someday, you know, you could you could tell things were laggy. It didn't affect my gameplay. Like my game felt mm-hmm. fine, but like I, it just waited a little bit longer for the pitches to come in. Wait, like there was a little bit more delay from when I was pitching from the bat being, you know, the ball being hit off the bat. But wasn't more difficult for me to play. But I know what it's like playing against laggy opponents with bad internet. It is the most infuriating thing ever because, because like it for some reason it seems to affect your opponent sometimes more than. You so like it's one of those things where that should not be a factor. Like if they have bad internet, 
it should not affect the person with good internet at all. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what people want. They just want that solution where like, if I have good internet, let me at least have smooth gameplay. And, and it should be somewhat embarrassing for SDS to have issues with these things on stages like the summer circuit, the creator mm -hmm. cup. I don't, I, I know you were part of the creator cup, so we're not going to sit here and bash it. That was a super cool thing that you guys were like an incredibly cool thing that you guys were invited to. Mm -hmm. And I think largely a success, but at the same time, mm -hmm. it's like when yeah. stuff like that is happening, when like, you know, people are watching and certainly yeah. the competitors are invested in it. Yeah. That's tough, man. And then I don't, it should open some eyes and be like, wow, we have to fix this. Like something's got to mm -hmm. be changed. Yeah, it's it's tough. Like it's the the creator cup thing. Um, I mean, we were outside. It was very hot. Um, they had these consoles circling. and these boxes, yeah. and I think the the freezes weren't related to the normal freeze things that we normally get. Um, however, they were still happening. So you know, whenever you're doing anything big with that one be the show, and you see freezes. It's just going to become the conversation. It's of a buzzword. Because, like, yeah. like, everyone sees, they're like, oh, your game's not even working properly for your event you're running. They're going to they're gonna go at you for it. And I will say, I mean, this is, this is a silly observation, but having it outside, boy, was that a choice. I get why. You're in mm -hmm. L.A. It's super cool. It's a cool environment. But, like, mm, it's hot. <laughs> Maybe that wasn't the move. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it was one of those things where um, – I I think um with the 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 freezes they definitely sucked and from my conversation with people nobody was happy with, like nobody like they I could tell the folks behind the scenes felt bad about it mm -hmm. like they 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 were real they they were definitely not very happy with how that went they yeah. wish it went better and um they were they were they first thing I was told to me after hey listen we're sorry for all those freezes stuff that ended up being longer I played like one game and I was watching the entire time so I was like I mean. I don't care. I mean, I was just chilling. I mean, not the biggest deal. All that matters is the event got done. But yeah. I just couldn't imagine looking at the Twitch chat where the chat is just riddled with freeze, 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 freeze. Your game sucks. Yeah. Oh, this part. Oh, he's really going to walk kooks. <laughs> like like this, all this stuff. That, and you know how people take yeah. those things. And that's a product and, like this community is largely great, but there are always toxic corners of it. And in moments like that, they always are the ones that have the loudest voice. And that's just yeah. that's kind of yeah. how it works. Yeah. Um, so I think we have time for probably one more positive. So uh, there are probably other positives. We're not necessarily <laughs> limiting ourselves to three. Yeah, but this is the first things that come to mind. What are you thinking? What's something that you're happy about with this game? Um, I'm I want I want to come up with a good answer to it. Um, a productive one. Yeah, yeah. Like, cause like I mean, there's like I could say something like with pitching, like how. You know, last year with Pinpoint, Pinpoint, a lot of people were mixed about it with how easy it was to dot. So, you know, mm -hmm. some of the pitching is good, like something's not improved, like no Edward Cabrera type pitcher where, yeah, Bless. the outlier sinker and he could locate it like Outliers up in the zone still. By the way, outlier yep. works better. It's still not perfect, yep. but it works better. Yep. But on the downside, even though something got improved with pitching, sometimes Pinpoint is way too punishing yes. where it's very, very annoying. And it's like, what's the point even using this input? Mm -hmm. Like, with, I find that with a lot of the good, there's sometimes a bad with it. Yeah. And um, I mean, I guess the first thing that came to mind was the pitching in that pitching this year, at least it isn't as insane as it was in years, years past, maybe last year, where 
you had guys like DeGrom and Cabrera and all these guys just going out game by game. And that was a big turnoff for a lot of people because you face the same cards. You can hit those cards for months. And it was a turn off just facing those cards. And even me, like I was able to hit those cards. I would like, I would get angry just seeing the pitcher be like, oh, you're just going to keep on using Edward Cabrera for seven months in the year. You know what? Let me score five runs off him. And it was like a lot of people, like it was a big turnoff last year for a lot of people. So I'm I'm guilty of this too, but the amount of times that DeGrom was brought out of the bullpen in a key situation. Hey, listen, guilty of it. Guilty of it. You got to do what you got to do out there. Yeah. Got to do what you got to do. I think so. Probably the best way that I could think of to kind of put a bow on this discussion is twofold. I think the means of going about the game, I'll explain what that means. It's getting stale. Yes, mini seasons is new this year. Yes, it doesn't work that great. However, other than that, we've had BR the same forever, ranked the same forever. Showdown is new-ish, kind of sucks. Conquest, the same forever. It is just time for an overhaul. I'm not saying get rid of everything. More so tweak the existing things you have. Because when the Mm -hmm. game is working right, there are enough options of things to do. You're never sitting here going, wow, I don't have anything to do. Like if if you're a Diamond Dynasty grinder, we're talking mostly Diamond Dynasty here. You're always like, oh, I could grind for World Series. I have to finish the BR program. Uh, we have an quote-unquote innings program. We have to do featured program. We have to do. I think we just need new ways to go about doing stuff or just tweaked ways, especially ranked. Absolutely. Ranked needs something. Mm-hmm. Things need to be fresh again. Um, it's MLB show falls victim to with how they do their content is that, you know, really like the thing that's fresh and exciting is the reward that you get. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that's like, like a lot of people, like I hate conquest, but I'm, I'm okay to kind of do it just to get whatever reward that I need. Like I'll only XP, do it if I, that's a lot of XP, yeah. you know, I'll only do it if I need to. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I feel about stuff like that. And like with the online mode, you know, a lot of people, you know, they can't stand the rank grind. Like, like there's nothing wrong with having options and having different things be like always changed and freshened up. Like mm-hmm. last year, it was fun how we had, for example, that Field of Dreams program, which is like the separate, like in-year current program, make things exciting. And I think at least like, I know they've been mixed reviews. Like I like the featured programs this year because like that's a, a new structure to Team yes. Affinity yes. and inning programs where inning programs last year really weren't exciting, large majority of the time. But now they're making those cards a priority of content. It's exciting. The cards are fun. And it, it, may, it rejuvenated that part of the game, but kept a lot of the things similar. Yeah. Other modes could definitely use that refresher where, you know, like I think ranked is a mode that really could really use like a restructure. Like Basically. I would like, I'm someone that thinks with ranked, you could have a mode where like you could have like road to world series where it's a mode that works like ranked where you have your rating points. You work your way up to get the World Series pack or to get the wins to get the card. But then you have a separate ranked mode where you have an actual rating Truly that means more. And it's actually more about playing people your skill level. Yeah. Because right now with how ranked is structured, you have such a wide range of people. Like, like even if you're someone who plays the game all the time, like there's a wide range of people in the 700s, 800s, 900s that I even run into in terms of skill. And it would be cool if you had a ranked mode fully fleshed out to play to really encourage people 
to try to push through the ranks and really have yeah. them play people at their skill level. Right now, people play rank to get World Series, and that's it. That's it. So, so this game is is fully constructed in basically all of its forms for Grind 99. We hear Ramon yes. say that a lot. It is yep. become something of a meme, but it's also true. Full disclosure, you guys, I've you've heard me say this before. When the when the night this game dropped, I spent one hundred dollars on stubs. It yielded me nothing. I pulled yep. nothing. I ripped a couple 50 bundles, got diddly shit. That's the only money I've spent on the game this year. And as of today, other than the four new cards that came out today, I have every single player card in the game. Yeah. Legitimately, I can go through the binder and show everybody. Every free agent, I have every player card in the game. Because if you grind and you're reasonably okay at the game, you can get everything that's available. Yep. That's the way the game is currently constructed. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing but we just have to find another way to get to that result. Yeah. They find ways. So if you are going to have grind 99, make the grind more enjoyable. Yes. Right now. Player of the month grind is my God. It's very rinsed, but Jesus, it's bad. Yeah. I think like people don't like the, the pair, the parallel XP grind this year because it makes Mm -hmm. it feel so repetitive. Like at least last year when you had the individual missions, you could just go offline, quickly bang them out, get it done. And at least, you know, it was maybe different for each player. So like, one player you need home runs. One player you need, like, just hits. So, like, you know, it worked out for that card. PXP is very brutal to grind because you're just doing the same thing over and over Especially and over Especially when some of the monthly award or player of the month henchman cards are not great. Like, they do a mm. good job of letting you use Conquest mini seasons. They usually sync events up pretty well with the new cards coming out to get that yeah. PXP. But even still, that is a yeah. grind to get that stuff yeah. done. Yep, exactly. So um, I think what they need to do is keep finding unique ways to, you know, you could have these similar things like individual programs and have people get PXP, but have different unique paths to the content, have different things for us to do to make it fun. Like, I think that's why people want extreme because at least it's something different to I get cards. Extreme. Do I like people- extreme? No, but I miss it. I want <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it, it was fun to have something different in order yeah. to get cards. And I think that's what people want. Because, like, as much as people love the game, do people really enjoy playing new Conquest maps over and over again? Do they enjoy playing the Showdown just to get some progress towards a program card? Do they enjoy playing 300 innings of rank to get a World Series pack? I've never or do they, that. Or do they enjoy playing the entire BR program? People are doing it because they want to get the stubs and get the cards and all that. But people don't love the grind that much. No, so like, a, there's make a lot the grind of, fun. There's a lot people. of means to an end grinding. Yeah. Like I play at most 15 rank seasons games a season. Mm-hmm. I am decent enough to get to World Series within that amount of time. So like I understand not everybody can do that. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. But like after that, it's like I'm out of here. I don't yeah. care about it anymore. And I want a true nine inning game mode that I can enjoy all the time. Yeah. But rank seasons just ain't it. Yeah. A- absolutely. So it's one of those things where um it's good that everything's obtainable via the grind now mm-hmm. just work on making the grind more fun yeah. and make it ex- like something that people want to do because people see the grind and that that's the only thing that stops people from playing the game like the only people that are willing to put up with the grind are the ones who really really enjoy the game and really want the things a lot of people like the amount of times they get asked like oh is randy worth it this year if you're playing the game all the time you're gonna automatically work for randy because yeah. you're working on doing that bit by bit but someone who's maybe not playing as much sees the grind. They're like, that's not worth it. So like, 
find a way to make the grind fun and make it something that people want to do. Yes. Make it a fun journey for people um, rather than make it repetitive and same old, same old and make the grind unbearable. Yeah. Our final point here, or my final point here, you guys are going to hate that I'm saying this. Let's just be nice. Like these people at SDS, sure, they're getting paid to do this. It's their job. I'm sure not all of them love baseball or even know the ins and outs of it. However, there are tons of people there who love baseball. Listen to us, even if they don't always provide vocal feedback. They listen to us. I would argue that the MLB, the show people, the developers listen to their community more so than any other sports franchise does. Mm -hmm. I'm serious about that. Yes. So, are there things we can critique? Of course. That's why I wanted to have Scan on this episode, to do it in a constructive way. That is how you guys, or us as a people, should get stuff done, constructively. Mm. Criticize, be like, hey, this sucks, but let's try this way. Don't just yell at people and say it stinks. And to, what goes with that is, is my plea to you guys is like, do I complain about cards that come out all the time? Of course I do. Not every card is made for you and me. I think that SDS paying Paul Molitor for his rights is the dumbest waste of money they've ever spent in the history of the world. But there are people out there who love the Brewers and love Paul Molitor or the Blue. He played for like 18 teams. Yeah. Whoever he played for, love the. Sure. Great. I get it. Let's just not like bash every card that comes out though. Like L card, where's 99 Griffey? Sir, it's April. You're not getting 99 Griffey. Yet. Like, we, just, <laughs> we just have to be realistic yeah. with some of this. Yeah, I, I've i learned that, I mean, listen, this year especially, I've had a lot more talks than ever with the folks at SDS. And some people may take this, oh, you're just a shill. You just, <laughs> you're, you're just selling out for SDS. Your well, packs like, are juiced, streamer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, a lot of those dudes, they care about the product. Yes. They're passionate about the game. They hear feedback. And the number one thing you could do is just keep yourself within control when giving feedback. When, if there's a problem, offer something that you think is a solution. And like, I even do this too. Like we all know heat of the moment in games and such. You get upset. That's what happens when you're competing. You know, you're going to get angry when you lose a game that you feel like you shouldn't have lost no matter what. The best thing you could do is like, if you're going to criticize the game, offer feedback and something that could have been maybe a little better, yes. maybe off. Like don't just, not everything is going to be a massive W and that's what makes the massive wins of content drops exciting. So like we got to, you know, just like stay composed. Think about the grand scheme of the game. Think about all the different factors and remember that, you know, they do care about the game and their product. And, you know, there's, it's more than just a lot of times, uh, this fix this thing, fix it right now. They'll, they're not, it's a lot of times as simple as like, Oh, let's fix this thing. Yeah. Like, like people might say like fix hitting. It's not as simple as just fix hitting probably. So we also, there's, yeah, we have to have a dose of reality too. It's also, so MLB, the show is really the only like large platform game I play. I play Pokemon games. I play like general RPGs or like fantasy type of games when they come out, the Spider-Man games, Kingdom Hearts, stuff like that. As far as sports games go, I've just phased out of everything else. MLB The Show is what I play. But anecdotally, from everything I've heard from you people who play Madden, FIFA, those games suck worse. <laughs> and like maybe NBA 2K is like the closest comparison to like a pretty good game. I think you still need to pay a little bit to progress, but there are game modes that people actually enjoy. 
if Madden and FIFA are worse and you guys play that a ton, I don't know why we're complaining so much about a game that is easier to obtain all the stuff you want. Yeah, it's 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 crazy, especially comparing to other games. Um, and it's, it's one an of it's the orange comparison. I understand yeah. that, but it's yeah. still like there's still games we play. Yes, absolutely. And it's uh, it's one of those things that I mean, I, number one thing, like in terms of feedback, I mean, I've especially gone about it this way this year is stay outspoken in the things that you think are problems. Stay discussing. Don't be afraid ever to share your problems with the game because mm-hmm. they they want to hear the critical feedback. Best thing we could do if we want something fixed, if the community's outspoken about this thing being a problem, we can maybe see a fix later in the year, next year, whatever. We shouldn't stay quiet. Nobody should ever stay quiet if they have problems with the game. Yep. Um, but also on the other hand, remember there are people making the game Human offer beings. a solution, yep. offer perspective. And like that, my number one thing is when I'm offering feedback, I'm trying to share why people feel frustrated, why mm-hmm. it could be annoying rather than just simply saying, oh, your hitting engine is broken and it sucks. <laughs> Rather, I would rather be like, okay, why do people find hitting Here's annoying? Why. <laughs> yeah, like Here's individually finding things. And some people might not know the things, yeah. but I make it like a lot of people who are passionate about the game make it their goal to explain the things. And don't always take it as like, if you're not having fun, stop playing the game. If you, if you hate the game, then go play something else. Or like you've anything. clearly never played baseball before. Yeah, yeah. So like it's one of those things where people get so passionate on both sides of the criticism, no criticism train. Best thing you do is just offer your opinions, share insight. And like, on the other note, make sure you also share when there are things that are good and, mm-hmm. you know, be, be on, like be critical on every side of the game and don't take it too far. Cause when you get angry and all then that's when it gets invalid. Like when you're just going to spam in comments, if you're going to spam in the STS stream, L, 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 <laughs> it's, a, it's not productive at all. So yeah. best thing you could do if you're, if you're passionate about the game and care, just keep your feedback productive and uh, hope best thing could do is hope they hear that feedback, which they usually do. So, well, and that was going to be my follow to that, but, but scan, but Kenny, how will they hear my voice guys? They release surveys to the general public every year, sometimes multiple times. Yeah. And, and I, I even your- message the folk directly too about stuff too yeah. at this point. So when they-, they do, yeah. So you can, you can do that. Scan has the ear of some people. He's he's above us all. However, I'm just kidding. He's <laughs> he's very humble. But uh, when they give surveys out, don't just be like fix hitting, fix hitting, fix hitting, fix hitting. Answer the questions truthfully, mm-hmm. honestly. The next time a survey comes out, um, you guys can hold me to this. We will do an entire podcast episode on filling out the survey correctly. You yes. guys are going to think that's boring as all hell. I don't care. It's my show. You listen if you want. And that's where you know you have to. Take advantage of opportunities where they're giving you the voice. Your voice yeah. always means something. You can go to Twitter. You can go to Facebook, I guess, Twitch, wherever, wherever you want to make your voice heard. But when they give you real feedback opportunities, like we want you. Yeah. Take advantage of it. Yeah. Um, so guys, that is going to be it for episode number 100. I still can't believe we got here. Uh, I am so thankful for everything that's happened in these last two ish years. Of, of creating this content for you and really for myself. I create this for me. This, this was, uh, you know, I hope everybody loves it, but I do what I want to do with the show. I talk the way I want to talk. I talk about what I want to talk about. And I've made friends 
very good friends to this community that I just never even thought would happen. I just thought I'd like dip my toe in and, and hang out here, but I've made good friends. I've made great uh, connections with people like Scan and, and Scuffy and Ants and like not even just a single amount. The list goes on. Truthfully, 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 truthfully. All of this stuff that I do means a ton to me. Sometimes it might seem like I'm rushing through some stuff, but I am, I am never half-assing anything that I put together for you guys. I've been learning on the fly. When I started this podcast, I couldn't get out of the 600s. Now I've been flawless like five times. I've made World Series a bunch. Like, I have seen improvements in myself, in my gameplay, just by really going all in with this. So truly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you all. You literally, I, I don't know many of you. You all mean a lot to me. So I, I, I mean that truthfully. Um, and Scan, as the only two-time guest in the history of this show, you're the man. Thank you so much for being on again. The two-time baby. I just had to come on just so I could say I was a two-time. That's, that's the only. That's the only. That's the only reason I'm here. Clearly, it's going in the Twitter bio. The only two-time guest. Um, <laughs> no, just, I'm just kidding. No, but for real, it's always fun hopping on here. I mean, we all know if you know me, I'm a nerd. That will be the show. I love talking about the game all the time. It's the reason I make content on it all the time because I love the game, love the community of people, and it's uh, it's really cool to see people who really are passionate about the game. You know, come together for for sharing opinions, um, thoughts on the game and all that. And it's, it's always a fun time hopping on, uh, hopping on here. I'm, I was super glad to hop on a second time. And before we get out of here, I'm going to put on my professional podcast hat. Scan, where can the people find you? Oh, the people can find me everywhere. Search the name scan with two ends, um, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all of it. If you're not following anywhere, scan is where you can find me. And uh, if you want to see more about MLB the show and help me learn about the game, then uh, feel free to hop on board. The man formerly known as the scan. Now, <laughs> yep. just scan. now just scan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Episode 100 in the books, another hundred more to come. Who knows? We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll just take this ride as long as it takes us. Um, I would be remiss to say was go Yankees. We have to say it. Um, yep. Let's go keep kicking ass. And uh that's it. Scan, thank you again. Everybody, talk to you next week. Awesome. Uh, stop.